0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
2: Hello, welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, Hikoteima, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. And this show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, and izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify in this program my guests. My guest today is Marie Akizawa, the sixth generation rice merchant Yamada Honten in Tokyo, uh, which was founded in 1905. And rice is quintessential food in Japanese culture since it started to be produced 3,000 years ago in the country. And Japanese people enjoy plain rice, like the best part of the meal. Also, Japanese chefs are crazy about their choice of rice. For example, at the fancy Kaiseki restaurant, the last savory course of the menu is often a bowl of shiny plain rice. And you would be surprised how much deliciousness is packed in it. However, rice consumption in Japan has been steadily declining since the 1960s due to the diversifying diet of the people of Japan. But Marie is convinced that the future of rice is bright and its potential is huge. She is a certified uh, certified rice meister or rice expert, as well as a kome shokumi kateishi, rice sommelier, and she actively visits farms she works with and often participates in rice production as well. So today we'll discuss how essential rice is in Japanese food culture and people's mindset, Mary's innovative successful strategy to make rice popular again, different flavors of rice depending on the varieties and milling rates, how to enjoy rice at home, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan Needs is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a your view. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Marie Akizawa. Hello, Marie. Welcome to the show. Hello. My name is Marie Akizawa. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a very exciting episode because there's only very few people who can talk about how rice is important (laughs) in Japanese culture in whole countries. So welcome. So uh, first of all, I normally ask my guests, uh, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Uh, But I'll ask you a different question. Mm -hmm. So I heard that uh, your mother gave you a quiz every morning when you grew up at your breakfast table and you have to give her the name of the producer of the rice you're eating. Is that true? Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly as,
3: remember, uh, what breakfast table, like many other Japanese hosp- uh, sorry, Japanese household at the time, we had typical Japanese breakfast, rice, miso soup, omelette, grilled fish, and natto. What was different about our breakfast was that every morning, a different variety of rice served and I was asked to identify variety of the rice. My mom used to ask me, what is Mm -hmm. variety rice? I would answer, hmm, it smells like rice straw, very fragrant. And the size of the grain is relatively small. (laughs) Yes, this must be Tsuyahime from the Yamagata prefecture. (laughs) 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 And my mom uh, would shout, Bingo! (laughs) This is how my mom started my education about rice. Wow.
2: It's almost like uh, you grew up uh, with a sommelier (laughs) mother and then she says every evening, what wine is it? (laughs) Yeah, my (laughs) mother is sommelier. (laughs) Right. Such a luxury. Mm -hmm. So, and I heard that uh, your family vacation when you were little was often visiting the rice farms that your parents worked with. So could you share some of your memories from these trips? Yeah. Uh, Yes, I... When I was little,
3: many of family trips were to rice production site. On the right, uh, sorry, on the return journey, we often drop off at hot spring onsen site and enjoy very relaxed time there. I remember when my parents were inventing the condition of rice cultivation at rice farm Hokkaido. I amuse myself by watching frogs and roaches in the party field. <laughs> That's how I became acquainted with many rice farmers total Japan. To my graduate, I as little girl was loved by them so much. Mm-hmm. So I began to feel that I
2: have many harm town all over japan wow yeah that's amazing <laughs> i right. I mean it, it you may take it for granted but it's such a luxury um that's everything we are missing right now and uh, access to the farms and uh, not to mention the highest quality rice yeah <laughs> that's available <laughs> every day at the table yeah. so and you are the sixth generation of the vice merchant that was founded in Uh, 115 years ago. So could you tell us the history and the philosophy of your family business, uh, Yamada Mm -hmm. Yahonten?
3: We started our business as rice retailer in Chofu, Tokyo, in 1905. Uh, Until the 1980, the distribution of Japanese rice was controlled by the government with a system in which only local rural sales were around to purchase rice grown in that area and distribute the rice to retailers. Therefore, we couldn't trade rice freely like we do now. However, my grandfather often visited far all over the country in search of high-quality rice with the belief that in the future, the time will come when consumers put their priority on the quality of the rice rather than quantity. Since 1995, we are able to buy rice freely on the open market. Thereafter, we started communicate with rice product to gently pursue the production of high-quality rice. At the same time, my father tried to chase, change the way of selling rice, a way of the traditional large volume of 10 kilograms or 5 kilograms to small, uh, much small package of between 300 grams to 1 kilogram. Our rice milling plant has now become the first hathop Certified factory, which means our milling technology and the quality of our rice have been officially recognized. Hmm. So I think that I should always be aware to our mission. There has been hundred down from generation to generation, hmm. and the mission is
2: provide our customers with high quality rice. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, it's amazing how your father was forward-minded because um, I think everything we consume now from um, well, wine to sake to chocolate, it's more quality-oriented. I mean, mm-hmm. commodity products, even coffee beans and people are just crazy about which how specific they can go into, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's amazing. And uh, so... When and why did you decide to succeed the family business?
3: (laughs) Yeah. The main reason is, of course, I love rice so much. (laughs) (laughs) I can't eat rice with rice as a side dish. (laughs) Mm. Another major reason is that I became increasingly concerned to find that many beautiful rice fields. Mm. I know so well that being abandoned uh, slowly disappearing with farmers agreeing and giving up their rice fields, I was afraid they may not be able to eat and not able to eat eat, eat such a wide variety of delicious rice in the future. So mm-hmm. I decided to quit the company I was working for, order to continue the uh, family business.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the rice is the quintessential ingredient in Japanese food culture, and also an essential part of the Japanese even spiritual mindset. So. That's probably, it's not well known in the whole world, but it's ridiculously important Mm -hmm. for uh, cultural part and Japanese people. So could you tell our listeners how important rice is for Japanese people? Mm. Um, Rice is one of the the
3: indispensable food for Japanese people. Its history began more than 3,000 years ago. After rice was introduced from China and rice cultivation began in Japan, a community called Yui was born for rice cultivation and water management. Rice also had a high political value. How much rice you have was an indicator of how rich you are and how large territory you own, rice was important indicator of wealth and power. In modern time, living is being done to grow better rice. Rice, which was historical and significant sense, in is still independent to Japanese table and
2: sample food every day. Right. Um. Yeah. So, and it's just a uh, interesting, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. when I was little, I was told by my father that mm-hmm. there is a God in each grain of rice. So, mm-hmm. so that I should never waste it. And, um, well, when I was little, I didn't like eating rice so much and didn't finish my meal. Mm-hmm. Then I was told to stay at the table until finished. And then it took me like two hours to mm-hmm. leave the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So oh. yeah. <laughs> and and also, um, I think also whenever there is a need to express love for someone you love, personally or collectively, Japanese people make onigiri or rice balls. Um
0: mm-hmm.
2: so if you start dating someone or there's a natural disaster of course, like we tend to make rice balls to express our care mm-hmm. to those um uh, you know you like you love, you care about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to throw in one one more thing, you know, Ichiju Sansai, which is Japanese uh, balanced meal uh, that consists of a bowl of rice, bowl of soup, and three other dishes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the rice is the center point of traditional Japanese table with this Ichiju Sansai. So, and between eating each dish, you have a bit of rice to balance and maximize the taste in your mouth, which I think is very unique about Japanese cuisine. And... um, Also, you can neutralize your uh, palate with rice throughout the meal, so you kind of enjoy the flavor of each dish more, um, like each bite gets fresh. So Mm. yeah, that's that's how we Japanese people think rice is relevant. It's beyond relevant. It's just the center piece of uh, dining table traditionally. Mm. Hi, right, so I got it carried away. Sorry. <laughs> so let's talk about rice itself. So there are mainly two types of rice. One is indica, and the other one is japonica uh, that has been eaten in Japan as it sounds, japonica. So, what is unique about japonica rice? Yeah. Um,
3: so, you say there are three main classific- uh, classification long grain rice medium grain rice and short grain rice japonica is short grain rice and it's characterized but it's short near round shape and it's sticky texture and raster
2: when cooked
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so yeah that's the texture and how shiny it is and um I heard that uh, bento is another unique term,
1: mm-hmm.
2: in a bento boxes. And because it's shiny and it's sticky, it tends to hold well in uh, prepared, pre-prepared food. So that's um, it's a background of bento culture of Japan as mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, so I heard that new rice varieties are constantly being developed in Japan. So how many different uh, rice varieties are there in the market currently and... Uh, who develops
3: them?
2: Yeah. A new brand and um,
3: continuously began develop feeds characteristics that are desired by producer and consumer. This includes such things as enhanced taste, higher yield, resistant to diseases, and tolerance to different water condition. Mm. Ceremony in Japan RD is being carried out at National and Prefectural Agricultural Experimental Station. Mm. And 800 variety of rice have been developed so far. Wow. <laughs> 300 of these are already being cultivated the top 10 popular brands such as Koshihikari, Hitomebore, Hinohikari, Akita Komachi, and Nanatsuboshi account for about 80% of these 300. Mm, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: lot.
3: So that's why,
2: yeah, and it's, it's hard to, to recognize differences without someone that helped like, someone like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you are being a sommelier of rice. I think that's a proper way to say it. Mm-hmm. So so specifically, what differentiates each variety of rice? I'm sure there are many different elements of, mm-hmm. like, flavors to mm-hmm. texture. Yeah.
3: Um, there are nothing, like, exactly same rice. Each rice differs in terms of the stickiness hardness color and sweetness um, their difference come from difference in variety cultivation method the way of cooking and tools use a cookie use for cooking there are also the difference in this texture such as sticky rice and less sticky rice. Even the same variety for um, variety. For example, koshihikari tastes different depending on the soil and climate of the area and how the producer makes it. It's like a wine grape.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The taste varies depending on the producer. I think.
2: <laughs> mm, right. Wow. And um right. Nowadays the climate change is more dramatic. So that kind of aspects and trial and error will be more important, I think. And uh yeah, so amylose is um you know, that the uh, starch to determine the texture and yeah, the taste as well. So yeah, once you just start Looking into the, these details, it must be really fun. But um, yeah, so uh, by the way, mm-hmm. so the Japanese people like to eat rice at a cool temperature too, like uh, mm-hmm. rice bowls and the bando boxes. So it's, it must be really interesting to try the same rice at different temperature, really hot and cold because of the, the change over time, over different uh, transition of the temperature. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you sell rice with different milling rates from 0%, which is a whole grain, to mm-hmm. 40%, even to 70%. Um, so could you describe how the different milling rate changes mm-hmm. the flavor of the same rice?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: At our shop,
3: we sell brown rice by weight by doing so. We can meal this brown rice at our shop according to each customer preference. Wow. Rice, <laughs> Rice with 10% mealing is white rice. Rice without milling called brown rice. In between, you can choose any weight. For example, 7% or 5%. These rice are called buzuki mai. To keep my sweet rice.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Rice with rice, meaning that are the higher nutritional values, dietary fiber, and vitamin. So, increasing number of highest conscious people were choosing brown rice or sweet rice. those say, right.
2: Okay, so. Yeah, it's important, right, how much uh, nutrition remains because if you meal down outside, you lose some um, nutrition, of course, but you may get to uh, the better um, texture and the flavor as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, this sounds like it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll dive into Marie's uh, close relationships with rice farmers and how she
1: tries to revive the Japanese rice market. So please stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old-world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, and my guest today is Marie Akisawa, the sixth-generation rice merchant, Yamadaya Honten, in Tokyo. Uh, that was founded in uh, 115 years ago. So, uh, So, how many types of rice do you carry at your store, and how do you select them? And
3: There are about 40 types of rice at our shop and we sell both white rice, brown rice by weight. Our customers purchase rice based on their preference for taste, texture and sweetness, etc. Some of our customers select rice from their on hometown. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we also sell rice that is grown with special care about its cultivation method, such as organic, reduced pesticide, and reduced chemical. So I'm trying to inform our customer how our rice producers and disharing with improvement in the cultivation method and hoping that we can help connect both rice production and customers.
2: Mm. Right. Interesting, because uh, the word terroir, which is used for wine and other um, regionally made food, um, rice is one of them to have strong influence from the environment and of who makes it. So I understand why people ask for rice from uh, his or her hometown, because mm. I think that's the flavor you grew up with. So you want to feel it in your palate. So that's beautiful. All okay, right. So, and I read your interview article in which you said that selling a product from the rice farmer means that you have a lifetime commitment to the farm. So what do you mean by that? Whenever
3: I go to the producer's site to start a new business, with them, my father says it should be a, long, a lifelong relationship. It should be like long relationships. <laughs> I <laughs> believe that rice trading is a business that takes care of the result of one year long hardworking of producers. Without relationship based on mutual trust and bondage, we cannot communicate um, it cannot continue our business without our commitment to keep patients there arise bigger dress of good ear and bad ear.
2: Hmm. Right. Yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's an agricultural product, so you can't, there's no guarantee, um, right? So if it's a bad year, you still have to work with them because you can't just dump it only, and <laughs> they were the only good year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you visit rice farms all over Japan, um, but you, probably you don't have to because you already can sell uh, you have rice at your store. But why do you visit rice farms all over Japan? To purchase the best rice,
3: I need to visit the farmers or, or observe the conditions. Of the cultivation site, such as its crust, climate, water, soil, and wind. Additionally, talking with the farmers
2: in person is vitally important. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you can just read the paper, or whatever, and you look at the pictures. I'm sure you can feel. It. And mm-hmm. I think by visiting farms, you have. Better relationships with them, I believe.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. So, um, by the way, so we've been talking about uh, rice consumption, but rice is truly delicious, and the Japanese rice market is shrinking. So, could you tell us why this gap this gap exists? Delicious but declining consumption. Mm. Uh, one of
3: them it do it, it to do with the national characteristics of the Japanese people. Japanese people have always been very adaptable in the other of the diver food culture. Consensory consumption of flour used to make bread, noodle, pizza dough and okonomiyaki has increased significantly. Another factor is the uh, interest in number of working mothers. After a long day at work, they m- might find it too much to prepare a steamed rice meal, which requires a time and effort. Mm. I think
2: my uh, work mother. <laughs> right. Well, nowadays, we got nice rice cookers though, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so, but long time. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, by the way, so I found the data. So in 1962, uh, the rice consumption per capita in Japan was 118 kilograms. And then 2018, that was 53 kilograms. So it's more than half, I mean, less than half of consumption of rice, which is... Very sad. So, so what use your strategy to revive the declining rice market? Oh, yeah. It about creating culture
3: or choosing the appropriate rice for today's wide variety of multicultural dishes.
2: Mm. Right. Yeah, so the not just people's palate is changing the population is shrinking too so i i think we've been just talking about uh more variety higher quality rice. Right? so um what i understand i saw your website and you have unique products right so mm-hmm. how do you um execute your strategy of um kind of like value added mm-hmm. um price product to be To place in the markets. How do you, what kind of products do you have? My strategy is to
3: develop a range of packaged rice, uh, allow the customer to select the rice that can best match the dishes of the day. As I mentioned earlier, there are 800 species of rice here in Japan. And Mm. currently, most people are pasting rice in two kilogram or five kilogram quantities, which means that they keep eating same rice variety for a number of days. In those circumstances, they cannot enjoy different variety of the daily basis. One day, I came up with the idea of a packaged microwave oven rice and have started making eight different type of packaged rice rice used high quality rice. Packaged rice has already been sold in the Japanese rice market, but there is big different between our packaged rice and other packaged rice. Mm. Mm. And conventional packaged rice is first cooked in large steamer and then eventually package our, uh, our packaged rice is packaged is raw and cooked rice then cooked. Mm. A single cook can then preserve the original taste and texture
2: of each of the different varieties. Mm. Right. Interesting. It's almost like a, a pasteurized cheese or something. right? Like if you cook it in a big pot and then package it and reheat, you probably lose mm. a lot of flavors. But then in yours, it's only cooked twice, uh, once. So... Yeah, that's very innovative, and also I think we are talking about busy housewives and having that kind of smaller um, packaging. It's convenient, and also we I, I, I wish your <laughs> store is <laughs> next to my house because I, I really think like the curry rice would require um, specific stickiness of rice and the flavor that goes goes well with the spiciness of the sauce
1: mm-hmm.
2: versus some kind of takikomi gohan, which is Mm. um, the rice cooked with other ingredients, you can really design the combination of Mm. different kind of rice. So that is amazing. Mm. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, what are the reactions from your customers to your new ideas and new products? The consumption of packaged
3: rice has almost doubled in the last 10 years. I realized that we are gradually establishing a culture of choosing the appropriate rice to uh, rice to sweet the food dishes. Mm, Double. right.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, and it's, it's also interesting because consumers know uh, they can differentiate the kind of subtle differences between the variety And so the market is there and it's not just, um, it used to be that the rice was sold by 10 kilograms or 22 pound bag and often delivered to your home by your local rice merchant. And remember my mother (laughs) used to get that because it's too heavy to, um, Mm -hmm. have it. So you have to keep consuming the same 10 kilogram, 22 pound bag throughout until it's, it's gone. So what a luxury you're offering! Yeah, you can just have the, each different flavor every day. So, yeah, I think your strategy is very viable. So, another thing, so just like blending coffee or whiskey, you blend mm-hmm. rice. So, where did you did the idea come from? Blending rice. Hmm. Um, did they when I when I
3: am standing at my store, I'm often asked. Uh, today, I'm going to make hamburger steak for my children. Do you have rice that match the hamburger steak? Uh, she said. <laughs> uh, I, for, for example, um, hamburger steak, our beef stew, I would recommend rice with a farm grain and... More than late, Rice with a firm texture and thickness require ingredient, number of chewings that can essence the harmonized taste in your mouth.
0: Hmm.
3: I'm suggesting our customer to select rice according to each recipe. I believe helping our customer to select rice, certifying the taste is our mission. I
2: would recommend branding.
1: Mm.
2: Right. Well, that means you have to know the, <laughs> the characteristic of each race, So we definitely need you. Um, yeah, and it's funny also that uh, I. Like, Japanese whiskey, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, lately is really a prized whiskey and it's hard to get a good one in the global market. But the key of Japanese whiskey is always said it's blending. Mm -hmm. And I think Japanese people are good at blending because of the subtlety Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of like harmonized flavor. Like you said, it's the harmony, right? You need in everything, including (laughs) the society. So, okay. So do you... Customized a lot. Of, do you blend for your customers um, very often?
3: Yeah, every day, every day blending.
2: For example,
3: uh, sushi restaurant often request us uh, to provide blending rice that is best mm. to the
2: their sushi rice. Wow! Mm. Wow! <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, for the sushi chefs, um, they have different blend or their blend of uh, sugar, vinegar, salt. And uh, and then, of course, rice is really the most foundational part. So oh, that's exciting. Maybe we're going to get an inquiry after this show from uh, sushi chefs from all over the world. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, well, but I really think that idea of blending rice really is important because people are now aware blending means each um, rice, each variety of rice has very distinctive uh, characteristics. So, yeah. So uh, for our listeners who are not familiar with Japanese style rice, Japonica, could you suggest how to cook delicious rice at home? Okay, I'm
3: going to give you lecture on how to cook delicious rice using a pot. This time for serving two peoples. One, um, prepare 180 gram of rice and 200 gram of water and pot with smaller sides. Two, put eight hundred gram of rice in bowl and rinse its water, then drain the water quickly as rice will absorb first round water quickly. Three add second round water and steal it gently for about thirty seconds and drain water. four Repeat this procedure three times. 5. Drain the water completely and put the rice in the pot. 6. Add the clear water of 200 grams and soak the rice in the water for thirty minutes or 1 hour. 7. Cover the pot with a lid and heat it until it boils. Then leave it for 2 seconds. 8. Turn down the heat to medium low for next 3 minutes. Then simmer it with low heat for 5 minutes. 9. Then turn off the heat and let the cooked rice rest for 10 minutes. 10. Gently overturn the rice and briefly steer with a flat wooden spoon to let steam escape. Done. Hmm. Important point <laughs> to choose soft water as for rice by new rice on the rice mealing day as much as possible. After washing mm. the
2: rice, soak it in water for 30 minutes. Right. Okay. So, this is interesting. I actually, uh, I'm going to get the, the what you just said and put it in the show notes. But um, so, I remember my mom, mm-hmm. um, when, she, when she was washing rice, and don't mm. leave it. Like, it's like a bell rings, you have to get the door. But then, no, don't stop. You have to drink <laughs> rice water because it's going to be very soggy and it's not going to be delicious. And also, yeah, so that the freshness of rice, that's about moisture affects the flavor and all those things. And yeah, this is just a process, but there's a lot packed in. So I put the whole thing in the show notes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, and I heard that you are working on exporting Japanese rice to Germany now. So what do you think of the potential of Japanese rice uh, outside of Japan? Mm -hmm. I believe the German
3: people enjoy selecting wine, which can best match their dishes. So I wouldn't hope that they can learn to enjoy selecting rice according to
2: its texture, taste, and aroma. Right. Mm. Yeah, and I used to study in London, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A right, so... <laughs> <laughs>
3: so but then fine. you understand <laughs> yeah when was it uh, I ate uh, I ate Japanese uh, bento shop uh, uh, I I went to a Japanese bento shop but I saw uh, not Japanese rice uh, mm. they used Chinese rice and American... Rice, little bit bigger mm-hmm. size
2: rice, so <laughs> I should right. Uh, Yeah. Right. So when was what year were you in London? Uh, six years ago. Okay. I right. Just, so it's already. <laughs> I think sushi has been already popular. Yeah, popular. And then. Hmm. Interesting because this really indicates that how the mindset about rice is different for Japanese people and people outside of Japan because you you don't uh, think of rice as the long grain rice is not yeah. it's completely different it's it's rice but it's not rice. <laughs> so I right, I'm not saying that the you know Japanese rice is the best it's not that it's like for example um like long grain rice tend to be good with more um, like liquid-based dishes, but with Japanese rice tend to have more kind of like a solid food, like a baked fish or something. So, yeah, it's just a different um, style of cuisine as well as a different mindset approach to rice itself. So, so yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, I see your race all over Europe and I'll eventually come to New York as well. Mm, yeah, I might go New York.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to. Wait.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I hope so. I mean, the market is here. And I think New Yorkers are very um, selective mm-hmm. about what they put in their mouth. And uh, I think Japanese rice. Like your style of rice shop would really be successful. So I hope you'll come. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, but the, can we, for now, can we buy your rice from outside Japan? Uh, uh, currently, no. But I am
3: preparing to make it happen sometime in the future. I'm looking forward to the changes this will present. I, I yeah. might. <laughs> well,
2: I I hope you yeah. will. Right. And especially the packaged um, items, and also you can uh, customize for clients. Even say like if I want to have something like what what rice goes well with roast chicken, then you can blend it for me, and you can send me uh like I don't know two pounds, three pound bag. Then that'll be really a good gift item too. Mm. So. All right. So, what are your plans and dreams beyond uh, make rice available? Like now, so do you have any dreams, big plans? Yeah. Um, my
3: dream is spread the pleasure and skill of rice through action all over the world. Another dream is sell brown rice by weight in foreign
2: countries. Right. Because you want to let people know how brown rice tastes good. Brown, yeah.
3: Um, brown rice is come through movement I think so. because mm, it's healthier. Yeah, healthier you a of
2: vitamin and energy. Church, <laughs> mm, right? Okay, so, uh, so where can we find your updates online and on social media? I have
3: my account on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, please find Komeya Hikotaro or my personal account, Marie Akidawa Please, please visit our homepage,
2: hikotaro.jp, too. Mm. Okay, so I think it's easier to go to hikotaro.jp. Yeah. yeah. Right? Sure. It's uh .jp. ojp hikotaro.jp. Okay. Um by the way, hikotaro is a. um it's not your uh your shop's name, but it's kind of project. I understand is that you have uh collaborating events at uh I think a famous department store in Ginza called the Mitsukoshi. And uh, you have events to promote uh, delicious Japanese rice. So, yeah, so we couldn't get to speak, speak about it. But, yeah, what are you doing is just amazing to promote how valuable Japanese rice can be uh, in Japan and outside of Japan. So, yeah, that's very exciting and good luck. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay and also thank you for joining us today marie thank you very much okay. so listeners if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests please contact us at japan at the heritage radio network.org or kikwatema.com japan is a weekly program and always available at heritage radio network.org, as well as on itunes stitch and spotify as a podcast Our engineer is amen spedjan and uh, thank you for listening i will see you next week Spanish is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.